This is Unleashing Leadership, and I'm your host, Travis Moss, and you are listening to a special team interview with some amazing women, Emmy and May. We are going to be diving into their actual real-life experience with some of the lessons learned from Surrounded by Idiots, how they've applied them, what they've learned. There are 13 episodes in all. I know, 13's a lot, right? 13 entire days of listening to takeaways on Surrounded by Idiots. But there were 13 unique and complete thoughts about what you can do to use this information in your life to better your client experience, to better your employee experience, to better your business experience, to better your own experience. We didn't want to waste any of them. So there's 13 straight from the heart, life-changing takeaways with lots of laughs and even some tears. Emmy and May are some of my team members at Seed Planning Group. And you can get a face with a name and more information about them from seedpg.com. That's S-E-E-D-P-G.com. And I want to encourage you to go there and look them up. Because if they say something special or something that touches your life or leaves an impression to you, where you have a question about some of the things that they've mentioned, because again, they're living this. They deserve to know how special they are. Let them know. So without further ado, please enjoy. Well, we got these natural colors, right? I mean, like our colors, there's just a natural kind of air about us. And like yellows, maybe we'll pick on yellows for a second. And, <laughs> and I think May actually, from my work with May, May has incredible skills around, we'll call it the dark side of her color. Right. Um, <laughs> like a yellow naturally um, is, is fighting for attention. Right. And so if I have somebody who I know is naturally fighting for attention and they're acting a certain way, my, my conclusion is that in most situations, they're looking for attention. And sometimes they're not looking for attention. Sometimes they're trying to, to help. But because their natural demeanor is looking for attention and they don't control that, I don't have as much trust with them, right? I talk a lot about the trust bank. They can't control that yellow monster. So everything's about me, 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 me. And they're like, yo, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. But really, you know, you start telling them a story, then they start telling you a story about themselves, right? And it's like, it's about them. It's like, I'm going through a breakup and this is happening. And they're like, great. Will you watch my dog? You know, it's just like, you know, it's, it's all me stuff. And, um, so I, I just think that I totally forgot where I'm going with this. Well, I hope that Whoa. you are starting to say that while those can be yellow tendency, May does not exude all of that. Well, I've, ne- I've actually, well, I, so it was a trust bank. I've actually, May, never, ever seen that type of behavior out of you, even though you identify yourself as a strong yellow, you have some incredible skills there to allow what's great about being a yellow happen. Like everybody who's come in contact with you that I have talked to loves you to death. And that's, you know, normally it's a little bit more kind of like for some people, not for others. Right. And that means you've got some incredible skill development there on controlling that yellowness to where when you're communicating with people, you let other people feel like they're the best people in the room, that they're the most important mm. people in the room. And that's maybe the intentionality part that's coming out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think um, that's so good. I think that there, I think it's very simple. I think it's awareness. I think that I was brought up in an environment where it was never still, it was never calm. Um, there were always things going on, things happening. But my focus in my childhood was always on people. Where we were didn't matter. What we were doing didn't really matter. But who we were doing it with mattered. And so when when your focus is people, it's so hard to get focused on yourself. Um, I actually can struggle sometimes with paying attention to myself in areas of self-care, whether that's emotionally, um, spiritually, or um, even mentally, you know, pouring, trying to pour into others so that there is affirmation and growth there. Um, so, sometimes we drain our own wells. But I, I truly think that it, it, it has been formed in me to care about others. And so it's almost a natural tendency that when I'm in situations where I can be big and I can be yellow and that can be amazing, there's also this awareness that if that is not amazing to the other person, then it's not amazing, right? Because that that their experience matters to me. Um, if we're not both walking away from that conversation feeling valued and cared for and seen, then what is the point anyways? You know, how, how can I truly say that I care about people when I'm not placing that same value um, on them? And so I think that is where a lot of that comes from. And you also told me to show up today and own everything I say. And I'm going to tell you <laughs> where the majority of it comes from. And that's Jesus, because there is a joy that I don't care how many energy drinks you have <laughs> and even getting in my older thirties that there's no other answer for it. Um, and so I am so grateful for that, but I'm also now in an environment in my career that I'm growing in this because I'm surrounded not by idiots, <laughs> but I am surrounded by people who say things like you just did, Travis, who say, hey, like, I see this in you. And I think we need more of that because it just does so much good. And it brings life out of people in ways that why wouldn't I want to be paying attention to everyone else and not just myself? 